0: I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life not just the passing dream. So I just want to welcome you all and invite you to, you know, sing and dance in the sun and get loose and all those wonderful, great things. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Odessa, and I am a womb wellness coach. Today, I want to talk with you all about how to overcome dysfunction and create a healthy response Issues of infertility. Uh, I have my notes here. I'm going to be referring to them. Please feel free to share this with two to three friends who you think can use this information. I would love it if you interact with me, send me hearts, comments, and post. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay. Let me know that you're here and we are about to jump in. Good afternoon to you as well. So how to overcome dysfunction and create a healthy response to issues of illness, but specifically to infertility, as that is the specialty that I'm working with. And so oftentimes, you know, we're going to um, the doctors, right? That's the first place that we're going when we have a problem. We go there to get their expertise, to get information from them, to understand what's happening to us. Um, And we might, you know, go to multiple doctors, you might visit multiple specialists, Um, you know, especially if you've been dealing with your issue and it's becoming a chronic problem, right, where oftentimes, especially if it's an issue of infertility, you feel as though you're racing against time, you feel as though, you know, everything is against you and you just have to get things done right away. Another thing that women are often doing and couples are often doing is that they start having sex all of the time, right? It's like, okay, well, we have to get pregnant this cycle. We have to get pregnant the next cycle. We have to try. We have to just keep on going. Okay, well, I'm ovulating. Okay, well, my temperature has dropped, so it's time. Okay, well, my cervical fluid is telling me this, and so it's time. And so you get into that place of angst and anxiety, Um, you know, another thing that starts to happen, you know, is that searching online, you're searching all over the place for the answers to your questions, right? Like, why am I not getting pregnant? What's happening specifically with my condition? What are the things that I can do to create a better environment for my body to thrive, to be able to conceive? How can I You know, help my follicles to develop. You know, healthy, um, healthy follicles, so that you know I can ovulate and I can have a healthy egg that will be able to conceive the baby of my dreams. You know, these are the concerns that a lot of people are experiencing. A lot of women are experiencing. Um, You know, um, then there's you know you're looking online and you're finding all of these different gurus and all of these different health knowledge people who are knowledgeable on health and then you have health practitioners and so there's a combination of things there you know there are people who know exactly what they're talking about and who have spent many many years and maybe even decades perfecting their craft and then you also have people who have learned a couple of things um, you know over you know a weekend or a couple of courses and I'm not putting them down because knowledge is key and knowledge is powerful but, you know, once you, especially when you're in a place of vulnerability, you have to be really careful about where you're getting that information from, right? And so what happens is you change your soap and you're trying the douches and you're, you know, taking the medication that the doctor is giving you and you're trying this new superfood and someone else said, don't do this. And so you're kind of piecemealing these things together, right, to figure out what the best combination is for you and for your body and for your reproductive system to work effectively, right, um, and, and getting these little bits of information from people, you know, it can feel as though you're filling the gap because it may have worked for someone, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you, um, and another thing that I, I, I see and I have these conversations with people about our women and couples is that, you know, you start talking a lot about your situation people. And so you're allowing the people around you to know that you're going through the situation and you, you know, you want to speak with anyone who is able to hear you, anyone who, you know, gives you a listening ear, anyone who has a sympathetic heart, an empathetic heart. Right. And so these are the things that, um, you know, are, are people are engaging in most of my my clients and the conversations that I'm having with prospects on the phone. These are the, the things that I see them doing. And by you're doing all this research um, and you're doing all of the things to, to gather to create this toolbox, this pastiche of methods and protocols that you're going to piecemeal together. And in the middle of that, you know, you're thinking to yourself, well, my body is broken is my body broken? Is something wrong with me? Am I the one who is creating the problem? Am I the one who is creating this issue of infertility, right? And um, that's not the whole truth. It's not the whole truth, but it can look like that. Right. Especially when you're coming from that place of frustration, when you're coming from that place of angst, um, you know, trying to do all of these things. You don't think that your body is working for you every single day. You don't recognize that, you know, your body is functioning and that this this sign of dysfunction is healthy because it's letting us know that there is a problem. You know, we, we're not approaching it from that perspective. And so oftentimes these these piecemeal methods are not working, right? Because you're a you're you're high stressed, right? And and when you're in a state of stress, when you're in a state of frantic overwhelm, we know that things don't always work the way that they're supposed to work. You might say things that you didn't want to say. You might talk to people that you may not have, you know, been supposing to have these conversations with. You might be um, pushing people away, right, who may want to support you. But because of your state of angst and anxiety, because of your state of frustration, um, you know, you might be pushing them away. and you may be hopping from one thing to the other because why? It's not working for me. I tried this out for a couple of weeks or maybe a week or even a few days and it wasn't working for me. So I stopped and so I tried something else and I tried doing this, but I don't really like how, you know, my body responded to it or I didn't see anything happen to it or it was just too complicated for me to continue. So I'm just going to try something else again. And so you just hop, hop right um and this is not the solution to the answer to your needs right because when you're dealing with a level of dysfunction when you're dealing with um, infertility or when you're dealing with illness in the body it's important to understand that the body needs time to step into a new rhythm to receive new information to recalibrate itself, to learn the new methods and habits that you're teaching it, to be able to enter into that rhythm automatically and voluntarily, and then function from there, right? And so if you're functioning, if you're approaching this from a state of stress, from a state of frantic, you know, uh, desire to get something done, it doesn't usually work. Like when you look back on projects that you may have engage yourself in when you look at you know things that you did from a place of not being calm and poised right from a place of feeling doubt you know from a place of rushing I know for myself I look back on some stuff and I took I could just you know put my, my face in my palm like but that's a like that wasn't the way to do it that wasn't it wasn't healthy for you it wasn't healthy for the persons involved it wasn't healthy for the situation you could have done better right so when you're looking at a strategy when you're trying to create a strategy you really have to settle back and say to yourself okay so what is a healthy response to dysfunction right and a healthy dis- a healthy response to dysfunction does not include frantic stress it doesn't include you know waving your hands and flailing all over the place although i understand where that's coming from based off of the desire that you have, right? Because the process of pregnancy already in itself takes nine months, right? And spontaneous pregnancy doesn't necessarily happen for everyone right away. And let's just kind of put this out there too. Your issue of infertility isn't always an issue of you, the woman, sometimes it's an issue of your partner. You know, it could be an issue of the quality of his sperm. It could be an issue that, you know, the motility The way that the sperm is moving is not, it's not well, you know, like he could have a low sperm count, there can be a lot of different things. And so if you're working through dysfunction, it's important. And and once again, dysfunction is normal, if something is not functioning well. If there's an illness, if something needs to be addressed, right? Like if your car starts to go, <laughs> you know, you're driving and it's <laughs> the lights come on. It's for a reason. It's like, hey, okay, listen, you need to bring it to the garage. You need to get a fix. You're not going to drive around and start shouting, "My car's not working! My car's not working!" You know, you're not going to call everyone and say, "Oh my God, not working!" Right? So, I want to invite you to slow down and recognize that approaching from a place of overwhelm is not necessarily going to bring you the results that you want, right? So what kind of counterintuitive things can you do to increase a level of stability, right, so that we can understand how to function healthily out of the state of dysfunction. Right. So, if you have arrived at this place, or you have opened your eyes to the revelation of being in this place of recognizing, okay, like things are not working for me. You know, I've gone to see my primary caregiver. I've, you know, started to, you know, do the research on Doctor Google, and I found so many counterintuitive things. Because one thing we have to understand, especially if you're doing this on your own. Right. And I used to DIY things often until I was like, you know what? I just need to hire the people who are going to help me get things done. If you are on Dr. Google, Dr. Google is going to give you the information. But Dr. Google is not going to give you the transformation that you're looking for. So when you can put this in your mind, this helps you to better understand why and how that piecemealing, you know, Things together isn't necessarily giving you the results that you want you may get some results but you may not get the actual end result that you're looking for right so the first thing that you should stop doing is um, doing it because everyone says that you should do it not everything works for you Right? Like, I can tell you, you know, and I think I explained this in my last live, where I was explaining to you the example of a cold, right? If you have a cold and I have a cold, our colds may be showing up differently in our body. And whereas I might have told you that I used ginger and turmeric drink and it worked really well for me, you may not need a ginger and turmeric drink. You may actually need Golden Seal echinacea and a big shot of chlorophyll right because the cold can be showing up differently the cold can be manifesting in our bodies differently right if i have a dark green mucus and you have a light clear mucus you know we do we both have a cold and we both have a flu but we both don't have the same symptoms it's not showing up the same way So, you know, your friend is coming to you and saying to you, try black seed. Your friend is coming to you and saying to you, try sea moss. Your friend is coming to you and saying, try red raspberry. These things do work for some people, but for different things, right? And we have to understand that herbs specifically have multifunctions, right? And so whereas they might do something well for one person in this particular case, And if you read up on it and it says, well, it does really well, it's, you know, it works really well for this particular situation, but I've been using it and I'm not seeing the results. This can be a reason why, like you're not using it in the right context. So just because somebody told you to do it doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you to do. So you've got to understand this. You have to do it because you intuitively as though you that you should do it because that's the other thing right when you're in a state of overwhelm and when you're in a state of being stressed and when you're frantic you might decide to do things out of that space and that has never helped anyone in history ever if you're unable to slow yourself down in a state of dysfunction to understand how you can create a healthy response then you're not going to be able to intuitively connect to what your body needs because your body will always tell you what it needs. And what do I mean by that? Example, I remember, I don't think it's TMI, but it's about me, so it's okay. (laughs) But I remember uh, when I was pregnant with my second child, I had specific cravings. I had really, really, really specific cravings. And um, one thing that I wanted to eat all the time was cucumber. Like I really wanted cucumber. Like we would buy these big, long French cucumbers and I would just be eating them like it was the lit. That was what I wanted. During the pregnancy, I ended up finding out that my son, I was pregnant with my son at the time, that he actually had an issue with one of his kidneys that was developing. And then when I did some more research, one of the things that were very helpful for the kidneys were cucumbers. And I remember saying to myself that was really interesting. I automatically just started leaning towards things that my body wanted. Like I gave myself permission to eat the things that my body wanted. And it turns out that that's exactly what my body needed. Give thanks for that love. It turns out that's exactly what my body needed to be able to support my pregnancy or guide me in the direction to be able to give my son the better a better chance of developing the kidney. In the end, you know, like he was fine, he came out, he's okay, he's a champ, his kidneys are fine, he's doing okay, right? I, I wanted to put that there. Because if you start feeling, you know, like oh, I want to start drinking this kind of tea, or I feel like I want to start eating porridge, or you know, I'm leaning towards this, I'm getting cravings for this. Like, really, ask yourself, where is that desire to eat coming from? Right? Where is that need or that desire coming from? And oftentimes we get these inclinations because that's exactly what the body needs, right? So do something because you can feel the shift or you feel as though you intuitively need it. Okay. You have to trust what your body needs. We are walking around. Well, most of society is walking around with our heads and, you know, like just separated from our bodies. Like we spend so much time in our intellect, not even in the mind because the mind is a higher functioning aspect of the intellect of the logical intellect so I'm not even talking about the mind I'm talking about the logical intellect most people are functioning from that space you know of what I want to do what I think I want what I think I need what I've been told to think how everyone else is working around me and you aren't you aren't necessarily coming from a perspective of what does my body need Like you can go ahead, you can give me hearts and let me know, or you can tap in the comments and let me know, like, do, is that something that you do? Do you pay attention to what your body needs? Do you actually ask yourself these questions before you actually eat something, before you move on, right, to do something different? Like when you're going to stop an activity or if you're going to begin an activity, do you ever ask yourself, what does my body need? Is this something that is great and good for my body? That's one thing that all of my clients have said they have started to do once they've walked through the incubator with me is asking asking themselves, like, is this really something that my body needs? Is this going to help me or is this going to put me further into detriment? And the reason why it's important to ask that is because the body communicates with you. I talk often about body wisdom. It has a wisdom of its own. When we know this, if you go into a coma and you can live in a coma for years, the body is still going to function. It's going to need its hydration. It's going to need its nutrition. It's going to urinate. It's going to defecate. The body will function on its own. And if something is wrong with it, it's going to let you know by way of pain, by way of constipation, by way of fatigue, by way of stressing you out, whatever it is, it's not going to function in the way that you want it to. So by paying attention to that, take more time to feel what you need, to feel into what it is that you need. And don't always move forward from that logical space because that logical space in a state of of urgency becomes very frantic. It becomes filled with anxiety, right? And it creates way more stress than is needed. This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're gonna love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in-tune, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner's self-care and feminine healing training today. One of the other things I want to connect with as well is when you're in that space of frantic, you know, needing to get it done, especially if you're, you know, trying to conceive, having sex in a frantic state, it's not fun. It is not fun. Okay, let's go. You know, I'm ovulating. We got to do this now. You know, like it becomes a chore. It becomes something that has to get done. You're not creating for the joy of creating it. You're creating now for the need to feel validated, for the need to have your body do what it is that you want it to do. You aren't approaching it necessarily from that space of loving space, time, you know, altruistic experience of divine, creative. We could go on for days about what this is. I mean, because sex is so many different things. It's very, very pleasurable. But there are so many, you know, um, meta reasons you know, and meta experiences that we have, right? I've got my children coming in from outside um, in case you hear them (laughs) loud and proud in here. So ask yourself, you know, in this state of dysfunction and the things that I'm engaging in, do I feel safe? Do I feel safe with the options that I've been presented with? Are my primary health caregivers giving me options that I feel safe doing, following? Are my primary caregivers, um, you know, helping me out? (laughs) Do I feel heard by them? Do I feel justified by them? Do I feel comforted by them? Do I feel nurtured by them? And it's very important for you. Your state of mind, your peace of mind is important. If you've been working with someone or a team of people where you don't feel validated, where you feel as though you're being brushed off, then this is not going to add to your situation. This is actually going to take away from you that, that whole experience. Of, because trying to conceive, especially if you're going to clinics, especially if you have to, you know, do work through IVF or IUI or whatever procedure that you're going to be put through, having someone who is not hearing you, who is not seeing you, puts adds more pressure onto the, onto the circumstance. And this is a very vulnerable time in your life. Right. So you need to know that you feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, you need to know that you have every right to ask them for a second opinion. You have every right to ask for a new caregiver, a new clinic. You have every right to move on and move forward. Right. Because it's your right. You need to feel heard. Because functioning from a state of dysfunction, functioning within a state of dysfunction and not feeling heard. It's like talking to somebody underwater. It's like trying to run really fast underwater with an anvil or some kind of a heavy weight on you. We don't want that for you. And we don't want that for your experience. Right. And once again, just going back to these choices that you're making, you know, what kind of choices are you making? Who is giving you these choices and do you trust them? Right. And are these people qualified? There are many, many people who are doing similar work or doing this kind of work, right? Who have not had a lot of experience and I'm just gonna put this out there because this is the truth. I have been doing this work for 20 years. I have gone through thousands of hours of training and I have had many, many teachers and many mentors. Some of my teachers I've been with for upwards of 10 years, right? Like I'm very, very passionate about this work and I make it a point to do research and be very thorough with my clients. Now, in the women's movement, in this women's health movement, there, there are some things that are very easily accessible. There are a lot of, you know, kinds of medicine that are accessible. You know, herbs are becoming more, more famous, and things like vaginal steaming are becoming more famous. And, but there are people who really, really, really don't know what they're doing. They don't. They don't know what they're doing. And, you know, after they've Googled the one or two herbs for you to use, they're going to tell you to use it and you're going to use it and then wonder why it's not working. I've had people come to me and ask me, you know, about yoni steaming. And so I listened to them. Well, you know, I contacted this woman and she told me that, you know, I should just be steaming once a month. Okay. Why did she tell you that you should be steaming once a month? There's nothing wrong with steaming once a month, but why? And what herbs did she suggest for you to use? Well, she suggested these herbs. Okay, why did she suggest those herbs for you, right? Because those herbs are very generic herbs that you can find anywhere. Is it specific to your condition, right? Because as I mentioned earlier on, we can use all these things, right? And we can get some kind of... Movement on the needle, we can get results from them, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's doing the work. So, if you are going to someone who is not certified, right, who has knowledge on something, you have to vet them how long have they been doing this? What kind of results have they had? You know, what are the people who have taken their services saying? What are other professionals saying about them? You need to feel safe. How do you feel when you're approaching these people and when you're working with them? Because coming from a place of dysfunction and being in that state and feeling frantic and stressed out and high anxiety, you don't want to fall for anything. So, you need to do your due diligence. You need to feel safe. You need to feel nurtured. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with finding alternative healthcare practitioners. I am a healthcare practitioner, I am an alternative healthcare practitioner as well, right? And so you need to know that you feel safe when you're doing this because you're in a vulnerable space. And so the other question that you want to ask yourself as you're learning how to create a healthy response to your infertility, to your fertility issues or to your state of illness is do I feel reflected in the work that this healthcare giver or practitioner is offering, right? I'm a black woman. I'm melanated. I'm darkly pigmented. I have a different experience of life than someone who is not. I have a different experience of life from my friend who is German. I have a different experience of life than my colleague who is South Asian, right? When I go to the doctor, I know for a fact that they are looking at me differently, depending on what the circumstances are, right? I know for a fact that when I know that my iron levels are low, my iron levels are not the same level as what a white woman's iron levels are going to be at. I know for a fact that there are race corrections that happen within medicine. And this means that there are certain um, changes. I have the word alterations and altercations. I I don't know. I'm not finding all of my vocabulary today, but I know for a fact that there are things that, or there are medications that will be given at different levels based off of the origin of your culture, of your race. So are you being reflected? Are your healthcare care providers aware of this? Right. Do they know what's going on? No, I do not, you know, receive vitamin D immediately from the sun. And why is that? Because the skin, the melanated pigmentation in my skin stops it from coming in right away. So I have to apply a different level of knowledge to me getting my levels of vitamin D, you know. I had a conversation, I think I mentioned this as well too, with a healthcare, you know, with a surgeon and I was talking with her about vitamin D and its importance. And she was like, vitamin D is not important for reproductive health. And once again, I was like, oh man, we need to move on. Vitamin D is an incredibly important hormone. And as a woman of color, as a black woman, it is crazy important that I get it into my body very important, intrinsically important that I get it into my body. And if my health giver is telling me that it's not important for me, I am not reflected in her practice. I am not reflected in her clinic. And that's important for me to recognize. And that's important for me to act upon. Do they know your struggle? Do they know that every single time you consider getting a needle or a vaccination or any kind of testing or any kind of, you know, like, let me be, you know, your guinea pig. For me, I think of the Tuskegee experiment, legit. Are you aware that I don't trust needles? Are you aware that I'm aware that my people have been used as guinea pigs for many different reasons? For those of you who are not aware of the Tuskegee experiment, you know, there was a group of black people in um, uh, Tuskegee, Oklahoma, and they were told that they were going to be given free health care. And instead they were injected with syphilis and they were left unmedicated, untreated for years being followed to find out how this is going to work for them. Am I being reflected when I go to see my primary health care giver? I do have a primary caregiver who I have my conversations with and she listens to me. She asks me questions. I come to her with my concerns, and she asks me questions about my concerns, and she listens to me, right? And if I'm asking her to do specific testing, if I'm asking her, you know, for, um, you know, a a reference, a referral to another caregiver, she doesn't ask, she doesn't doubt me, right? She's a woman of color. She's a South Asian woman, whereas I have had other primary caregivers who were white. And I've had the same conversations with them and I've asked them for referrals and they've not given them to me. I've asked them for tests and these primary caregivers have denied me the test and I've had to tell them, well, I need you to write it down on in my file that you have denied me the chance of getting this testing done and they don't they don't want to write it down that they've denied you because if something happens then they are held responsible you know what she did she gave me the test that I asked for and you know what happened whatever I consider whatever I was suspecting was wrong was actually wrong I was right this is important I'm not just speaking from hearsay I'm speaking to you from experience so if you're going to see someone if you are working with a fertility clinic If you're working with a fertility specialist, if you're working with a natural health caregiver, if you're working with someone and you don't feel reflected in the work that they're doing, if you don't feel heard in the work that they're doing with you in your vulnerable state of dysfunction, you're not helping yourself and you're not doing them a favor. It's their job to teach you. It's their job to work with you. Is their job to hear you and answer your questions. I asked my white doctor if I can have certain tests done. I asked her more than once, on more than one occasion, at more than one appointment. This is years ago. And she told me, no, I don't need it. And I insisted. And then I said to her, well, you need to document it. And then she gave me the test and it turns out that my suspicions We're right. And you know what she did? She brushed it off. I left her. Quick fait. No, we let that go. So this is important for you. This is extremely important for you to know this, okay? So you need to consider that every time you are approaching your health, that you are inquiring from a place of empowerment. What do you need to do to feel empowered? Do you know about your condition? Are you aware about exactly what's happening to you? Has your primary caregiver given you enough information that you feel adequately informed when you go home? Did you go and find books or go, you know, on the medical scientific websites and do the data and the research to understand what's happening? This might sound like boring stuff. And you might be saying, like, I don't have the time to do this. That's fine if you don't feel as though you have the time to do this. But it's so important that if you are going through something and you want to be proactive in whatever it is that you're doing, you have to do the research. You have to know what you're up against because everyone else knows your body except for you. And I can tell you, I don't like that feeling. Me, I don't like that feeling. And I encourage every single one of my clients who come into my cipher, as soon as you step into my container of care, as soon as you step into my incubator of care, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to get to know your body. Whether your body is functioning in the way that you want it to or your body is just doing all kind of obzonky wonky wonky things, you know, and it's just not working for you. So you're trying to hit it to get it to, you know, you try to hit something to make it work. That's OK. But you got to understand what's happening. Why are you hitting your head? Why? Because your hypothalamus and your pituitary are not working properly. OK. You've got to inquire from a place of empowerment. And you've got to move from a place of empowerment because being frantic and being high stress and being anxious, these things are normal, but they don't help. It doesn't help. It creates, it, actually, it creates so much static around you that it actually starts to repel things from you. And creation, creativity is such a beautiful process. You don't want to create from a place of stress. You don't want to because then it becomes a state of obsessive compulsive Maybe not disorder, but it becomes a state of being in, you know, constant, you know, obsession with what's going on around you. Your body is working hard for you every single day. So even if you're, you're, you're living and you're existing within this state of function, why is this happening to me? This is always happening to me. I can't seem to make it work. It's not working for me. You're still here. You're still breathing. You're still functioning. You're still walking. You're still talking. You can eat. You can go to the bathroom. You're breathing. You're doing what you have to do because your body is working hard for you every single day. So if you know that you are in a place that you need help, I invite you to have that conversation with me right now what I'm offering my clients, I walk through, I've created a six month incubator. We actually started off with three months. I started it off with three months, but I recognize, and we recognize that there's a certain level of extended care that one needs to have, um, especially if you're dealing with chronic illnesses. Now, I created this six-month container because I think it's really important for women to be able to spend the time that they need without feeling rushed, walking through the process of undoing whatever kinds of tensions you have within your wellness pastiche, right? The body needs at least 100 days for a new follicle to be created. You know, I have, you know, some of my clients who I worked with months ago who you know we're doing the work but half engaged and not quite you know doing what they're supposed to do after the 3 months they came back and we're like oh my gosh these things are starting to happen it's like yes you need at least 3 months of doing the work if you start today this the period that you're going to have we're in may may june july august the menstrual cycle that you're going to have in august is a result of the work that you did today in May. If we work together in January, right, and you have a menstrual cycle, ideally (laughs) you have your menstrual cycles, but let's say you didn't have a menstrual cycle and we're working together in January, by the time we get to March, that first cycle that you have in March is a result of the work that we did in January. So you've got to know what you're working with and why you're working with this. So within the container, I started off at three months, but then I realized that some clients and some people need more time. So we created the six-month container. And within this incubator, we walk through all of the different tools, tips, tricks that are needed, protocols that are proven, therapies that have been scientifically documented that are going to help you increase your chances of infertility, that are going to help you to bring more equilibrium and stability to your system as a whole, mind, body, soul, and womb. So if this is something that you're interested in, you can go ahead and you can hop into my DMs or you can book a suitability call with me. and You can have that discussion about where you are and what your goals are. And specifically talk about the gaps right like where you are and where you want to be and what that gap is because oftentimes that's what we're not looking at we're so focused on where we want to go and we don't know the steps that we have to take or we're completely unaware of where we are so I'm gonna leave this here because my son my youngest one he wants his apple <laughs> so I'm going to get this for him but I really want to remind you that your body is working hard for you every single day And as long as you start the process of creating an environment that will allow it to step into its natural rhythm, this is what's going to get you to where you need to go. And so if you need to create more functioning uh, systems, if you need to learn how to overcome dysfunction and create a healthy response to your fertility issues, please make sure and uh, and connect with me. I would love to have that conversation with you. So I wish you all a beautiful day. It is so warm here. I was outside in the garden today and yesterday planting what did I plant? I planted collard greens and red calaloo. I planted lettuce and tomatoes and we planted basil just doing all the things. So I'm going to try to get outside again and get some nice weather before something happens and, you know, it hails. I don't know. We don't know what's happening with the weather these days. But anyways, y'all, take care. Be well and I will talk with you again
1: mm-hmm. soon. Bye-bye. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else Be inspired to do for yourself Get up off your bed and walk Your time is now, so don't be fooled I see you questioning the simple signs Step out of line, it's time to move